listeners, welcome into Me, 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 Made Me, and Me by Caden's Craft Collective. I'm Louise, and today I'm your host, as I am always on this podcast. And today I am talking about a textile art piece that I made back in 2011. This has been on my wall, and it has also been upstairs for quite a long time now. I used to fall off the wall downstairs, and... I was moving it the other day and thought, oh, I think I'll talk about that because there was a lot of work that went into it. Now, I used to go to textile artists every Tuesday and had some wonderful camaraderie with them. Um, it wasn't quite quilting, it was sort of beyond quilting, but at the same time most of us were quilters. Uh, to sort of make it a little bit more interesting, we would come up with things project-wise and try and decide to do something so this was before the tapestry that I was talking about the other day so in January 2011 we decided that if we had some words some fabrics and then some techniques and um, for instance the first one is shadow tweed slash heated and then it's passion applique 3d shears wind hand embroidery luchador needle felt Colour, discharged, velvet. Texture, manipulated, pleated. Reflection, painted, beaded. Abstract, machine, embroidery, crochet. So, you could do something that was, every week was a shadow, tweed, slash heated. But what I decided to do was one project with all of these on it. And I decided to do it over my house and surrounding areas. And it is kind of abstract because I'm not the best at drawing so I enjoy the textile art where you can just lash on a bit of paint and it doesn't really matter that it's not quite as perfect as I see it and of course I'm one of them kind of people that um, can see it's not right but I, I don't know how to fix it and part of me is happy with that part of me has never been happy with that like an art sitting there and you're trying to draw a nose or a face and stuff and I think I know it's not right but I don't know how to fix it and then the teacher would come along and do so I don't have quite that gift but I have the gift of going through it and systematically breaking it down so for these um, I've bought a big canvas and the canvas is uh, 80 by 60 I don't know if that's centimetres I think it is it doesn't quite look like an, a meter and I painted the whole thing with acrylic paints so I've got land and sea and then there's an area for sky um, and then for my house I had a photograph of it and it was printed onto fabric that you can put um, that you can print onto and then embroidery over so it basically, I don't think I've embroidered on it, but I've painted over the bottom of it just to cover it up and blend in the um, harsh edges. And then beside, so it's like the whole picture, I've got house, garden, shed, our wind turbine, the pier, the boat that we had at the time, got done at head. Um, I've got the wee huts or old houses that live around here. There's a wee castle of May over in the corner. A painted island, the wind, or oh, I've already done wind, um, 
there's a tidal thing I'll come on to and then I've got Orkney and a Northern Lights in the top so <laughs> for the tweed I've got where is it can't see where my tweed is oh there it is right for this sort of sticks in with the wind as well but for the tweed it's slashed and heated I've got a piece of green fabric and over that I've got a wind turbine and tweed and then underneath the, the grass is um, it's got threads on it's machine embroidered I've heated it somehow and slashed it to bits um, layered material in strips sewn over then ripped open with a soldering iron because why not so for a pleaty shears in 3D I've got my boat which was called the Shellig Brie and it was a yellow cheetah catamaran and we loved that boat but um, it went actually way down south somewhere down Devon way I believe it's still doing quite well um, but for that we have sheer material um, I made and this, this was for passion as well because this was Richard's passion um, and I made some creels out of some wire and then I used some orange bags and lemon bags and onion bags you know you get them plasticky bags and then sewed them on using <laughs> well that's quite clever of me um, some I've just really sewed all the way around the wire um, using the colour of rope and this is just in a thick thread and then for the boat it's I've cut it out in yellow I've embroidered over it and then I've got some silver for the metal work and um, <laughs> I remember making them creels and then everybody kept giving me lemon and onion bags for weeks after that <laughs> so for wind I've got the actual wind turbine and I have got luchador fabric and I painted it and then embroidered it which isn't the nicest of stuff to embroider onto if I remember rightly and then on the bottom it was definitely not the nicest of stuff I've needle felted it um, in green just to cover up the edges um, and also it says smoke from chimney or house no I didn't do that right so discharged uh, this is a technique where you bleach something black and I took an old t-shirt uh, a black t-shirt and put bleach on it I think I put tied it in like tie-dyed it basically but when you put bleach on black fabric it will pull out some of the dye and it'll show you what dyes that was used to make up the black dye in the first place so I've used this to sort of show that we've got northern lights so it's kind of orange and then I've painted over it and then I've painted on some luchador fabric um, some kind of gold and brown colours in Orkney Island suggestive um, the suggestions that there are Orkney because <laughs> they don't look exactly like Orkney but they're in the right-ish place I've even got a, like a, a weird looking bit for the old man of Hoy um, and then for manipulated I've got Donut Head and I've got a piece of scrim fabric that had been painted and then it's got bits of green felt needle felted or sewn into it 
and then for Dunnet Head Cliffs, which I can look at from my window here, I've taken a piece of brown fabric from a pair of trousers and folded them over and then sewed them down. So it kind of looks manipulated basically, but it's pleated and then folded over and it's supposed to represent the cliffs and the rock work and the way that fissures of rock form and go down the way. And, um, and that's texture. For the wood pile, I have taken some bamboo sticks out of a, I've got one of them little baskets of bamboo that I took it out of. I think I must have killed the bamboo thing. You know, sometimes your bamboo things kind of get bashed and stuff. Well, I took one of them out, painted it and wrapped them in thread and that's for our wood pile because we always have a wood pile because we have a big wood fire. I was suggested today that I could go and chop the wood that is in the trailer and I unsuggested it for him. I'm not in the wood chopping mood because um, I was needing to do this. So for machine embroidered and crocheted, um, I don't know what I've got for that. I don't think I have anything machine embroidered. Though there is bits on here that were machine embroidered like on the um, the sea. Not seeing any crochet. Oh, I am the sea. Now remember, I was talking about the tidal race, right? In between Orkney and the mainland, there is a tidal race called the Merry Men of May, and basically, it's the Atlantic meeting the North Sea twice a day, every day, and it's one of the fastest tidal races in the world. And that's a scientific fact. If anybody else tries to tell you different, they're talking at their um, foot. So this is always got little white splodges on it and uh, the, the waves and basically submariners just go around it um, and try and avoid it at all cost. So what I did was I got some white uh, crochet thread and crocheted a great big long line and then what I did as well I got some dissolving fabric and madly machine stitched embroidered some white on it and it's all stiff and then I went and um, put it in hot water and it dissolved out and then I hot glue gunned it onto the big canvas so it's sort of got that rigidness to it and then I painted it as well so that was that um, painted beaded and the may the lock of me is painted well, the whole thing's painted in the way I love to paint, Macy. Um, and there's a bead. I've got a big orange bead where Flota oil terminal is. And they often flare off the whatever it is they're doing. There's always often a bright orange flare that comes from there. And it's just something that you know is there. And it's kind of one of these things. Oh, there's Flota's on tonight. Um if I look at my back door, I know pretty much that's exactly where it is. Um, and if you're driving anywhere on the north coast at night, you can pretty much see it as long as it's clear enough. So that's what I'd used for the bead. And then reflection, um, I've got red on painted to reflect down from it onto the sea. Even though the sea would have been probably a bit too dark at the time, but my sea there's blue. <laughs> um, it says painted ripples in beads. Birds. I've 
don't think I would have been that good for birds. No, I don't see any birds on this. I do have a button that is a cow. And I think Ayla, Ayla took that back. So I think that covers them all. What we've also got on here is um, a needle felted sheep. And I had taken the fluff or the yellow, the, sorry, the white fleece for that off of one of the barbed wire fences around here. So it is specifically from sheep from this area. Um, there's a grey thing down there. I don't quite know what that is. I wonder if that's supposed to be my sign for my house. Because um, we've got a stone sign for down the bottom of our drive with our house name on it. And then I've got some little white daisies that you can... Um, they're fabric, they're made I often buy things if they've got daisies on them because I'm like that and it's sort of to represent daisy and then up where the shell beach is on the other side of the pier I've got some sand to represent sandy because I'm like that and I've got some tiny little shells uh, one of them is a tiny little scallop and one is well, two are grotey buckies or cowries so it took a lot of work to do. Um, I think it finished it. I think it took me quite a long time to do this, but I was really proud of it. And um, I like talking about it every now and again. I mean, it's only something for me, but I've talked to you about it for 13 minutes, nearly 14. Oh, goodness me, listeners. Right, so that is the 31, I think. I think. Yeah, because yesterday was scary. I might do a bonus episode because I missed number one. Um, I'll have to think of something for that. But um, I thank you for listening to Me Made Me and Me. Me, 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 me. And thank you for putting up with there being gaps and then catching up. And I hope that you've had a productive me. I figured out what I was doing with my knitting. And all it meant was um, I had to go for a run to work it out. <laughs> when I'm working with it because there's a lace panel in the front of this lovely vest and it's the Bonnie vest by Tin Can Knits and um, you don't add any extra stitches to it you have the same stitch count in the bit that I'm at so I'm thinking unless I, I couldn't work out how I would because it's a triangle shape of lace that you get put in and I couldn't work out how I wasn't going to skew it to the right or skew it to the left. And then it dawned on me. I just had to put a stitch marker into the yarn over. Because the yarn over is always the second stitch. Because I thought, I'm not good enough to do you. Or I, I just can't do lace work if I don't have stitch markers in there. And also, I had already taken back a row. And I'm using Kids Out Mo here. It is not easy to take back, listeners. Do not recommend this whatsoever. I knew this before I started, but I didn't think it was going to be that bad. And it was only one row. So, <laughs> I'm kind of, I'm one lace pattern in, and uh, I was quite enjoying sitting knitting on that last night. I'm watching Dr. Chat on um, Netflix, and he's a good baddie. And quite enjoying it so hopefully it will be kind of ready for the three days of summer coming up soon right listeners take care of yourself i'll speak to you either for a bonus episode for number one 
which will be again um, maybe the 1st of June and other than that I'll speak to you in a couple of weeks time when I've done a bit more craft because I've got a dress to make you know listeners right listeners take care and keep on crafting <laughs>